All right, back with another episode. This is the fourth episode of the Two Cents 20-Year-Old Podcast. Let's go. What? Yeah. First off, I never asked for this. I'ma go and grab my laser that I'll go and blast you with. You will go and start a war, but say you are a pacifist. Can I log in? I don't know what the whole f- password is. So before I get into what I want to talk about today, I wanted to... Uh, go back really quick to, I believe it was episode two. Um, we were talking about Roth IRAs. So I talked about investing in, an, in a Roth IRA and how if you withdrew anything from your account, you would face taxes and fees because of the withdrawal um, with the, the five-year period. Um, so I just learned something today about that five-year rule. Um, you can withdraw your contributions because of the fact that those contributions are already taxed, they already had the taxes taken out of them. So if you put them in your Roth IRA, say, say you create a Roth IRA account, deposit that money, and have no earnings on those contributions, you can withdraw those without getting taxed um, because they're already taxed. That's the whole point of a Roth IRA. Quick disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. But you cannot withdraw your earnings tax-free and penalty-free because... Those that the earnings are the money that you make on your contributions. They're the money that you make in the market. So those haven't been taxed yet. So once you withdraw those, that's when you get taxed and penalized and stuff like that. So I just needed to add that. I just learned about that today. It was super interesting. So um, I had to add that to the podcast. I don't know if there are any exceptions to that with any um, brokerages, but um, I'm pretty sure that's the going rate with um, most, if not all brokerages that, uh, five-year rule with withdrawing contributions. So this past week has been super stressful for everyone. Uh, we're waiting on, uh, the election process to find out who the new president of the United States is going to be. And it's been a long process. It's been, um, as I'm recording this today, it has been three days going on four, um, waiting on all the votes to come in and to, to see who won the, the election. Um, but uh, with that added to the stress of this election, there could be additional stress co- coming from your job, school, work, from home life, or more specifically, uh, your personal finances. So depending on what age you are or what amount of income you're bringing in every month, your anxiety levels for your finances could be fluctuating all over the place. But with these fluctuations, there's something that keeps us on track for saving now and for the future. This is something called a budget. So that is the topic for today, budgeting and what it should and or could look like for you in an age that is much less certain than a year ago. But before we get into that, I have a quick word from Anchor. So we're back from that. Um, So yeah, the topic is budgeting today. It seems like a foreign concept for people my age because they like the sense of freedom to spend whatever they want on clothes or food. Uh, because what, what really is the point of working so hard to make money if you can't spend it freely? Um, so I'm not really one to judge because I have, you know, I have my own stuff that I like to spend my money on. Um, food is definitely one of those things. Uh, my girlfriend and I, um, see each other maybe three days a week because we both go to college. Um, and that's what we spend most of our money on is going out and getting food. Uh, so that's definitely one of my bigger expenses. Um, but with budgeting, it's it's quite the opposite. Budgeting or creating a weekly slash monthly budget doesn't have to be as standard as saving money for the sake of saving money. Budgeting is something that has the potential to expand your ability to spend money on what you really enjoy. This could be budgeting for travel, budgeting to buy a new camera to take high-def pictures, 
whatever it is that you're into or passionate about doing, budgeting gives you the ability to do that freely. So now what does creating a budget actually look like? There are multiple apps you can use like Mint or EveryDollar. I personally use EveryDollar. It's kind of simplistic, if that's the right word. It's not really like, you really have to actually know your expenses and stuff like that and um, put it into the app. And it's 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 kind of hard to use, but or it's kind of hard to keep track of because, um, I don't know, that's just for me personally. But So you can definitely use these apps to start your budget. Or you can just go old-fashioned and use an Excel spreadsheet for your monthly budget, whatever is easier or more effective for you. So the first step, once you've chosen how you're going to track your spending, is figuring out how much income you bring in monthly. Is your employer paying you weekly or bi-weekly? What is the average amount of each paycheck per the pay period? These are the types of things that you should ask yourself while you're making this budget. Uh, just so you're on the same page with your finances and you, you're, you're really on top of it. Um, The second step is really being honest with yourself and finding out what your monthly expenses look like. What is your debt-to-income ratio? Uh, This is the ratio that compares what you owe per month to the money that you earn each month. Um, There are calculators online that you can look up to do this. I actually just did this maybe a month ago for the first time. Um, The next step is you want to ask yourself, why am I doing this? You have to find a purpose in your budgeting and saving um, and if you find a purpose and you find a goal and a reason as to why you're doing this, it's you have a much higher likelihood that you'll actually stick with the plan and you'll follow through with it um, over the long term, like you know, however many years, uh, rather than doing it for a couple of months or even a couple of days and giving up. Um, then the next step would be to actually make your plan. So you got to use that spreadsheet or that app that we just talked about to figure out what percentage of your earned income you're willing to save and what you want your savings schedule to look like. So this could be, you know, you putting a little bit of money out of each paycheck away. Um, it, it could look like a whole bunch of different stuff, but that's the whole point is creating that schedule, creating that plan that is so crucial to staying on track. Um, and the final step, I was trying to make this super concise and super simple, um, but in my opinion, the final step is not judging yourself too much if you happen to go over your allotted spending amount. So if you have a specified spending amount that you want to spend each month while saving and budgeting, um, don't judge yourself too much if, if you indulge every so often. It's it's completely fine. That's the whole point of making money because, like I said earlier, what's the point of working so hard and making all this money if you're really not going to be able to use it? You're going to, what, spend it on gas and, you know, just, just sock it away. That's, you know, it's it's okay to definitely have fun with it. Um, you know, you can buy a pair of shoes every so often if you want. Um, but I would personally, uh, limit that to maybe like once a year, if that, um, uh, but yeah, so I'll talk about my personal experience with budgeting, um, right after this break. So my personal experience uh, with budgeting is I've, I've been doing this since I got into college because my first year of college, I was on campus and I wasn't home. So where I worked was in my hometown. So I wasn't able to work as much as I am now because of COVID. And um, I was really only able to work on the weekends 
um, when classes were over for the week. Um, so basically, my plan is pretty much focused on not spreading myself too thin. Um, that's the whole basis of my plan. So I personally switch off from month to month, depositing money in my savings account. And then the other month, I deposit money into my Roth. So that way I uh, can take a huge chunk and, um, you know, put put a little nest egg in each of those accounts. But that's, that, that's every other month. Um, so that way I'm not doing it both months while paying off, you know, my car bill and my student loans and my phone bill. Um, that I have recurring each month. So, um, you know, it's it's just easier that way. Um, it's less of a headache uh, to have to set a day to deposit the money instead of um, depositing a portion of, you know, each paycheck. I don't have to go into each account. I know that I can automate it, um, but I kind of like seeing the numbers when I deposit it. Um, that's just my personal opinion. So at the end of the day... Um, the whole point of this podcast is to pretty much motivate whoever's listening to start a budget. Um, you know, you can give it a try. Don't be too hard on yourself and try to keep in mind what the reason is for this budget. Why are you doing this? Because uh, if you have a reason behind it, it's much easier to stay on track and you'll thank yourself in the long run. That's the whole point of saving money um, is to secure for the long run. Um, so that's it for the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, see you next time. Oh, also uh, the Red Sox just got Alex Cora back as manager. Um, don't really know how Red Sox fans feel about it. I saw it on Twitter that some people weren't happy because he's tied up with the Astros cheating allegations. I'm super stoked about it. He gave us a championship in 2018. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think that's great. But like I said, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>